Okay. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>, restart. <laughs> Welcome to Off the Record. We're brought to you by the Big Heads Media Network. And today I'm joined by Quan, Brandon, Michael. <laughs> and I'm Alex. Make sure you uh, follow us on Instagram at OTR underscore pod or hit us up on Twitter um, at OTR underscore pod or hit up Mike directly at OTR underscore Mike. Brandon, you have a, a new Twitter account. You want to put that out there for everybody? Yes. At OTR Brandon. Follow that man, please. And sooner, sooner or later, we'll get OTR Quan on social media. Hey, I'm working on it. It's still under construction. Damn, nigga. I, I know. Mikey been jumping on me about it. I'm about to jump on it and work on it. So be uh, be prepared. It's coming out soon. And <laughs> once I have it up, please support me. Support everybody on OTR. Um, again, shout out to all the supporters, the listeners. Um, we're going to keep, you know what I mean, mixing everything up and, and putting it out there for yo, them. Yo, they want your social media, yo. Yeah, yo. This ain't no Grammy speech. Right. They waiting on your social media. That's <laughs> it. You putting out an album or, or a You're dropping a mixtape. <laughs> oh, by the way, who is Matt Reeves? All right, let's, let's go. Let's get started. Oh, oh. Who is that? I have no idea who that is. Does that have any- this, we can go ahead and get started. All right. Just, just, just know, who is Matt Reeves? Send that check. Whoever Matt Reeves is, send that check, B. Support for Off The Record comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. I own several of their products, including the lawnmower and the crop preserver, and this stuff is top-notch. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools to keep you trimmed. Get 20% off plus free shipping with promo code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. So today's topic of conversation is mental health, specifically mental health in the black community. And... uh, me and these gentlemen have talked about this off the record before, um, literally off the record, but we wanted to bring the conversation to you guys because um, one of the interesting things that I found within this conversation is, um, according to the Health and Human, Human Services Office of the Minority Health Report, black people are more than 20% more likely to experience serious psychological distress. Obviously, we face things like racism, unequal pay, police brutality, a number of things that makes our experience as Americans tougher. Um, so, and then, uh, recently LeBron James, he partnered with the calm app. Calm is a software company in California that produces meditation and sleep products. So we really wanted to talk about mental health and I'm going to just open it up to the panel, man. What are you guys' thoughts on mental health within the black community or within your own experiences? All right. Um, I'm just really getting in tune with. Uh, the whole mental health uh, issue. Uh, it wasn't really talked about that much um, in my household growing up. Uh, but, <clears throat> you know, I've, I've read books and, and, you know, articles and things like that on it. And um, I think it, I mean, it's, I think it's definitely something that um, I've seen more of it on like social media and stuff. So I think black people are starting to ter- talk about it more. But I, I know there was, <laughs> I, I wouldn't doubt that we're behind the curve on things such as um, seeing therapists um, and actually being proactive in, in, in dealing with um, our mental health. Uh, I mean, for, for instance, I didn't, I didn't know until recently that things such as anxiety were considered, you know, um, mental, like a mental, not a mental, I guess a mental disorder, uh, you know, dealing with anxiety. I thought it's just something that you, that you feel, but, um, 
and there's ways that you know you can deal with that um so I, i'm really just getting hip to it let me throw this out there to you guys in 2018 6.8 million black people were diagnosed with mental illness Damn, that's, that's a, lot a lot of people, people. yeah yeah it's a lot of people i also think it stems genetically as well too i think uh what our uh great great grandparents probably experienced as well as you know our grandparents to our great great grandparents to our grandparents to our mothers and fathers you know what i mean i think what they experienced genetically i think has passed over to us and i think a lot of times we never really learned how to deal with the experience of mental health and I think a lot of times we just kind of suppress things, uh, not really communicating, talking about it, learning, uh, I guess, you know, what we can do to alleviate mental health. Um, and also too, the resources, I think that's big. I think we never really had structural resources to actually know what, you know what I mean, how At to attack it. we didn't it. know about it. Or we didn't know about it. And I think a lot of times we didn't, we didn't have it as well because thinking, we think about health insurance. You know, like now you can go actually use your health insurance to go see a therapist. You can. You know, uh, and there, I mean, there's a lot of times, you know, especially like, you know, black people in the community, you know, don't really have a lot of health care. Don't have, you know, don't, aren't able to have those resources. In so, 2017, 11% of the black population did not have health care, health insurance. Yeah. It's a big number. Very it's a big huge number. number. It's a huge number. I mean, <coughs> but, really it's, it's been a stigma in our community about mental health right so mm -hmm. it's always been a feel that you know it's not real in a sense right we were always taught um <clears throat> that you know we've been through tougher things so feeling down or feeling sad at the moment that's nothing you can get over that you can you can uh fight through that and I think um, now in our community, we're starting to realize that, yo, it, it can be a little deeper than just feeling down or sad about something. So, um, so yeah, but I think, I do think um, part of that is we just never taught, we just never took it seriously. Um, and I think that um, ultimately that, you know, it was taught, it was taught. And then it, it wasn't so much just taught by, um, I'm not going to say it wasn't so much just taught to us by our parents because it started somewhere, right? So, like, I think it goes as deep and as far as slavery, you know what I mean? Like, you can, you, I'm sure there's traces of it from, from that, you know, that far back and when it was kind of instilled in us to ultimately be emotionless, you know what I'm saying? And um, due to being emotionless, like we don't, black people in general don't know how to express emotion all the time without being, you know, amped up or, you know, we're not expressing when we ready to whip some ass or something, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or we ready to get hype about something. But we don't know how to express it when it's, you know, that feeling of not being able to control that emotion that you have. The funny thing what you mentioned is not knowing how to express it, right? And to tie that back in what Quan said, um, when it comes to mental health, there's there's research that suggests that the the racial trauma that we face in slavery that's passed through our genetics. 
which is absolutely crazy if, if that's possible. So I think it's important for us to recognize those things. And I, it's really important to just get the help. And you're right, there's a huge stigma around mental health and within our own community. And we oftentimes self-medicate with drugs, alcohol. Right. Other, mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, we shop too much and spend too much money on something. We do something that, you know, maybe we eat too much, right? And I think sometimes within our own community, we're more likely to go speak to maybe a pastor, a deacon, someone at a church than a mental health professional. And some pastors, they actually have studied psychology or psychiatry or, or, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to address it from a spiritual aspect. I also think it's important to get someone that's actually trained, licensed, and studied this to get the help you need. Right. Yeah. And and also, I mean, again, since we've been, let's be 100% real with it. Um. You know, mental health or coming out and admitting to having a mental health issue or dealing with depression, anxiety, or anything like that is kind of looked upon as being weak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And within our community. So that's something that has to change as well. Yeah. Um, and again, like, I don't blame, I, I don't so much blame us. Like, I think this was, you know, was, this shit was taught to us one way or another. Yeah. But, go ahead, now, I also feel that it was passed off to a lot of uh, soldiers uh, that actually fought in the war. You know, I mean, stemming from World War One to World War Two, uh, the the trauma that they experienced was passed off as the the word it used to be called shell shock. Right. You know, um, and a lot of people were passed off just as if like you know what they were going through wasn't a traumatic experience, it wasn't something to where, you know that actually cost them the mental aspect of their lives. Right. So now you even see the ramifications of it today. You see what's going on. You see how it stemmed from that as well. So, I mean, not a small part, but I think that's also plays a big part of as well as mental health. Because like I said, it was kind of just dismissed, you know? Right. It really re- recently wasn't, I don't think, actually in uh, one of those mental health books that actually was classified as like mental health was actually classified, you know, as, as an illness. As an illness, yeah. you know what I mean. It recently was actually put into that book. I want to say maybe fifteen years ago, maybe mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. So it just goes back to what you were saying that just when you think about when you work out, you know what I mean, or when you diet. I mean the mental, the and mental health a, side of it is just very important because it's a huge part of it. Huge part of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you don't have your psyche right, then I mean, it's hard for other things to follow, other things to find a fall into, into place. You know what I mean? What you need. So, it's, it's, I think it's very important, and I think it's great that you know people are actually getting out and actually speaking on it, and actually you know saying, hey, look, this is what it is. I, you know, he or she may have an issue, and it's okay to actually speak out right. and, and get the help that you need. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I think for me it was. Just kind of realizing again that it's it's so common and, and things that I would I wouldn't have thought would have been a mental health issue. Uh, I mentioned anxiety before, um, like PTSD. Like I thought that I mean ignorantly I, I thought that was only something that you know like when you're talking about like soldiers coming coming back from the war or whatever they experience PTSD post-traumatic, you know, from being, you know, seeing right. stuff yeah. like that. But I mean, it, 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 when you're talking about in, in terms of mental health, I mean, 
Um, I've, I've read or, or seen in some places that PTSD can also be considered like, for instance, if you just, you like, you break up, a bad breakup mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the emotions and, and, and things that you feel after that, that could be considered PTSD. And I didn't know that. Yeah, like, I didn't. Yeah. It, and yeah, I, I mean, yeah, you think somebody would, you know, after a bad breakup, you know, they feel bad, they get over it, they live and they learn. But, um, you know, a lot of those, 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 uh, those feelings, you know, it, it does, it changes you. Mental, I didn't, I didn't know it was so, it was that impactful to the point where you can consider it to be uh, PTSD and, and, and you would need you know, therapy for it, unless, unless it was like a real extreme case. But for what I'm learning, it's, it's not, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to look at it as being as extreme, you know, right. you know. Right. I whatever. mean, it, it can, it can, PTSD can be linked to, you know, some of the social economic situations that black people go through. Homelessness. And homelessness. And, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and uh, being around violence growing up that, and, and things like that, you know, that, not, like you that's said, a sense back. of, that, I mean, that's a, that's a form of PTSD yeah, too for some people. Yeah. yeah ki- kids who are exposed to violence are um, at greater risk for PTSD by 25%. Mm-hmm. And so we talked about how we discipline children a couple episodes ago, you know, spanking or whatever you call it, that's violent. There, there's, no other way to slice it. It's a violent act, and so um, you run the risk of your child being maybe you know more at risk to suffer from PTSD. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you guys this question: Like, I'm not a big fan of when people say like "man up" or like "toughen up." Right. Like, why do you think? Why do you think in our community we struggle identifying? Or, you know, if someone is struggling mentally or emotionally, why do we, like, push it to the side? Why do we act like they're not, they're somehow weak if they're having mental or social issues? I think because men are taught, it's just what you've been taught, as I guess, as men, as a man. You know what I mean? And I don't even think it's just a racial thing. I think maybe just a societal thing, you know what I mean? Or a mankind thing, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're taught to stand up and be strong and, mm-hmm. you know. Isn't being strong recognized? Yeah, men are. Boys are. Yeah, boys are, you know. Isn't um, being strong also recognizing when you need help? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's the, I, I that's the that. yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. But like I said, in society to where it's a microwavable society to where we want things to be quick and fast, you know, just like you said, you know, you have to, well, you have to grow into that. You know what I mean? You have to understand what it, what is needed to, to, to have that type of, you know what I mean, mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think in, in dealing with that, like I, I teach my son, like I try to, how to, how to deal with his emotions, not, you know, mask them or hide them. Right, you know? yeah. Um, I mean, I don't have it all figured out myself, but, um, you know, if, if my son is, if he feels sad, you know, it, hey, that's an emotion he's he's allowed to feel. I want him to understand how how to deal with it. And yeah, I do want him to be tough, you know, in terms of um, I want I want him to be persistent. So you know, when tough times come and, and they're going to come, um, I feel comfortable that he can push himself, you know, through whatever it is that he's going through, even if I'm not there. And I think that's. <clears throat> that's um, I think that's kind of what what the intention is when we say toughen up to our to our boys, mm-hmm, yeah. but we do it in a way that that's that's how. If that's the only thing we know, mm-hmm. 
that's what we pass down through generation right. through generation until right. somebody somebody just breaks said, it so, somebody breaks it yeah. and tries something new and like yeah. when like if a little boy is crying like seven or eight years old and he's crying and he's you told him, don't yeah. cry you know toughen yeah. up man like stop crying well you're telling him to hold, bottle up his emotion right. until he finally explodes because someone pushed him over the edge rather than dealing with what, what's causing him to feel that that emotional right. angst or whatever. So let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. How many times is it okay to be in that situation of a kid crying? How many times, what, to let them cry? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if there's a magic number, but I think, like, if, I think every parent, or just, you have to identify, like, yeah, like, why are they crying? Is it just right. because they can't have a toy? But mm-hmm. even with that, like, there's a, I think there's a teaching moment. You guys are all fathers, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think a boy crying makes him weak. No, no, yeah. not one bit. Not yeah, one bit. yeah. If he's crying over like a toy or something, like, hey, we're we're in Target, he can't get a toy. Right. Well, you know, boy, shut that up. Like, you know. <laughs> but you know, if it's if it's something like, um, you know, like sometimes, okay, since you know, I'm not with his mom, there was there was a point in time, and, and he doesn't do it as much now, but. There's a point in time where, you know, you'd be putting him to bed and he'd get real sad. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, I miss my mom or whatever. And he'd mm-hmm. start crying or whatever. And I'd let him cry. Like, I wouldn't be like, shut it up, boy. Yeah. You here with yeah. me. You know, right. I, I wouldn't, right. you know. <laughs> right. You know, I, I wasn't like, you know, yeah. I, you yeah. know, hey, you know, it's it's okay. You know, that that's your mom. You know, I, you know, we, we didn't, you know, you know, we didn't quite make it. But, like, I don't teach him to hate his mom or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I love my mother, and I, I want him to do the same. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, you know, I, I I let him feel that. You know, and, I, and I'll talk to him. You know, hey, and then you know, I'll tell him, hey, man, it, you know, he, he says he likes he like being at my house or whatever. He likes being around. He just misses my, and that's okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's you know, that's so fine. Like like you said, I, it's it, it just depends. <laughs> it it's a situational thing, but you don't want to, like you said, uh, you want to teach your children how to deal with all the different emotions that they're going to face mm-hmm. for themselves mm-hmm. and, and not just necessarily well this is how my parents did it for me well you know we're different right and I well yeah. and I think you know again it goes back to you know what we were what we were taught right and I and I, that was a that's a good question because I find so it was this article circulating I think I sent it to y'all even before we came up with that we were going to talk about this um, and it was on the the mighty dot com, and it was an article that basically it was titled I think um, something along the lines of we need to make it okay for black men to talk about their mental health, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And when I saw that, I was like, damn, like you know that's that's interesting. Let me take a t- let me take a look at it. And some of the key points in it, um, like it kind of talked about like how black men were taught to you know suppress their 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 emotions and feelings mm-hmm. yeah. right so and part of that comes with or comes from the fact that you know our parents and and then their parents you know the way the world was for them at that time coming up you know it was it's always that being taught that you know the world is 10 times harder right right so you got to be tough so toughen up because, you know, once you leave this nest, the world is going to be 10 times harder than what, the way I'm treating you in this house or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's it, it's just stuff that's been instilled in us. And I um, and and I think it led to um, us as black men not being able to process and talk about emotion until later on. 
down the line. Yeah, I mean, until like, like honestly, until now, like to me, it feels like, especially on the black men side of it, um, that this is new to be talked about amongst black men. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's sad to say, but that's like that's the feel. Like I can go back as far as four or five years ago and losing my parents, and the way I had to process that was I felt like I had to be tough. You know what I mean? And people asked me to go talk to people. Yo, have you talked to anyone? And, you know, the answer was no. I felt that I didn't need it. You know what I'm saying? Until later on. Like, yeah. then you realize, like, okay, maybe it's some shit I need to, I need to talk out. You know, I can't handle everything like yeah. I think I can. But I was taught because my dad, that's all I seen. My dad handled everything. Now, I'm sure, like, you know, finding out his wife was sick. And I seen my dad cry one time. And that was like on the sneak, like at his mom's, at my grandmother, his mom's funeral. But you know, when we finding out that my mom is is sick and and dealing with her own mental illnesses, um, you know, my dad was like, I'm I'm sure it was moments where he he may have cried behind behind closed doors because not only did we find out that my mom was sickly, um, then shortly after that we found out he had you know he had cancer. So, you know, he dealing with that and taking care of my mom. So I'm sure maybe maybe behind closed doors he, he did shed a few tears. But to us, we didn't see it. And I remember when the diagnosis from my mom was finally becoming clear and me and him were standing outside and he was like, you know, I was crying. You know, I'm finding out that my mom, you know, is going to be dealing with Alzheimer's and stuff, Alzheimer's. So it's like, damn, yeah. you know, that's it's a tough thing to deal with. And, you know, he's like, well, what you crying for? And I'm like, Dad, like, yo, you just told me, you know, basically mom is not going to be the same. You know, and he, you know, his attitude was, yo, it's a tough situation, but we got to deal with it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So crying that's ain't going to fix step. it. And and that's one thing my sister can contest to it, too. Like, crying ain't do nothing for my dad. Like, you could... You could boo-hoo in front of him. Like, my dad would give you the shirt off his back, his last dollar, right? But the crying, you coming to him crying wasn't going to make that happen any quicker or yeah. make him feel any more sorry for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He wants you to come and talk to him. So, you know, to fast forward or rewind back to my original point and going, and going through the death of both of them in the same year, you know, I kind of... That I mean, y'all y'all niggas was there. Y'all seen how I had to how I was carrying it. I wasn't, yeah. you know, it was on some of y'all. I gotta be strong. I gotta be strong for my family. I gotta be strong for, you know, the people around me. Um, so even when talk, you know, going to talk to somebody then was uh, uh, the opportunity was given to me. I didn't feel I needed it, mm. you know, because I'm a man. I'm a black man. I don't need that. You know what I'm saying? And that yeah. was the feel. So. My whole point in that is like, yo, up until like, it's been like five, maybe five, almost six years since I lost my parents, right? So that short amount of time, that wasn't that long ago. It was still that feel of, yo, we don't need that. That's just not real. That that shit only happens to white people. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, so that's, you know, call it ignorance or whatever, but it's just what that's we what, what we were taught, what taught. You know what that's I mean? Especially as as, as black men. So mm -hmm. it's I don't know, yo. It's 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 tough, and I'm glad that it's becoming, you know, more prevalent in conversations and stuff like that because 
yo, it's needed. Like we got a lot of black dudes out here that's mm-hmm. that's struggling and and, and dealing with uh, mental health issues. Um, you know, look at uh, the brother that went to Notre Dame, yeah. George, George George Atkinson. Atkinson. Yeah, he just well, they haven't qu- quite they haven't diagnosed. Oh, they haven't said it was suicide quite yet. Yeah, but. It his was commit, his right. twin committed. His twin committed suicide, Ooh. and he died like almost to a year later of yeah. that. And and he was openly dealing with depression and stuff like that. Yeah. So you know, it's looking but like he, it was, he he didn't just lose his twin. I think they also lost. Um, mm. They lost somebody else. I, well, I, they, I think I it think, might have been their mother too. Yes, and did and, and and that goes back to when they were younger. They lived in. So very, your very. Your twin brother. Yeah. The same. That's they, they, but they, but even growing up, they lived in very adverse conditions. Yeah. And they got to a point where their mom um, lost custody of them. So I think up until I think I was kind of reading on it last night. I think they were up until they were like twelve or thirteen with their mom, and then in comes their dad, who you don't see all the time. You know what I'm saying? And now he has custody of you. So that's a change for these. Total, dudes. total change. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. You know, it's, it's that's a lot to do. It, it's yeah. it's people going through it, man. Yeah. So I'm glad people are talking about it. Sorry about going on this tangent. Nah, man, it's needed. And what you said was needed, you know. And even with, like, I, I even I'm thinking about like when it comes to my kid, or even um, the kids that you know I I coach, you know, um, just trying to be there for them in, in some form or capacity. You know what I mean? Making sure that. You talk to them, making sure that everything is okay with them. Um, just overall, mm-hmm. you know, um, because it's important. Because when I think about it, when I was younger, a lot, and just like you said, a lot of us kept things in, you know, really didn't talk about certain things or didn't really communicate. And the last thing I would want for any kid or any or, or my son or my daughter or my nephews, you know. Um, or to be dealing with something and feeling as though they're by themselves or feeling as though right. they, they don't have any right. any person or any anybody to turn to. Right. You know what I mean? Or you, even with y'all or even, you know, right. in general. That's, not to cut you off, but we don't want the kids to go through that. But we got to we gotta gather, like, the fa- we got to get a hold of the fathers now first. Yeah, you know now what I'm first. Because they're it. dealing with it. And, that, and, so, and then if we get them, so for us, us being fathers, so if we get ourselves in control, or you know, with better understanding of mental health, then we can pass that on to our children, because that's where it ha- that's how it's, that's how it's going to be broken. You know what I'm saying? Because, mm-hmm. like I said, it was passed to us. So yo, we got to be tough because that's just what we do. You know, yeah. and then we we're smart enough to realize, and we're getting to have a better understanding of it. So I we, think we so realize we, it's different. So now that we know to pass it on in yeah. a different way to our children, but I think maybe just putting off, taking off, like you said, understanding. First, having the knowledge, and just like you said, the knowledge of knowing that, hey, for years, we never dealt with our mental health. Right. We never checked on each other as brothers, as friends, mental health. You know what I'm saying? So, and exactly, like, let's start taking off the persona. Mm -hmm. Let's start Mm -hmm. taking off the, yo, you got to be so tough persona. You know what I mean? I think because, because if we already know that you that you have that internally there's no need to you know what i mean to shine off or, or throw off a persona that you're tough if you're tough right if you mm-hmm. that I mean that's what you are then that's what you are right mm-hmm. so there's like you said mikey that's true being able to 
get with our, our our brothers, get being able to get with our friends, being able to like pass off the word and, and say and talk and be able to um, give the knowledge that it's okay. You know what I mean? And and like you said, it trickles. Now that trickles down to to our kids. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To our foundation. It's a change in thought process. I mean, when men get together, we can talk about sports. Right. We talk about like. You talk about things that kind of that don't really matter in the grand scheme of life. And when it comes to mental health, I think a lot of men, like I say, we're at the barbershop and we talk about all kinds of things, sports, politics, whatever. But like how many men are going to walk into the barbershop and start a conversation about, you know, they're feeling stressed out mm -hmm. beyond the whole, but beyond like the normal stuff, like my wife is getting on my nerve, that nonsense. Like I'm talking about like really, like something has really got to you and you're really struggling. Most men are, I think, afraid to share that yeah. because it, it there's a perception that it makes you look weak. Yeah. And like well, you said. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. Go I mean, ahead. just like you said, like about your dad. I only saw my grandfather cry one time mm -hmm. at the foot of my grandmother's deathbed mm -hmm. for like two minutes. Like never seen him cry after that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's crazy, you know. Yeah. Same thing with like my, my pops. Like I always saw my, from a little boy, I always saw my pops to be strong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and, 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 I and think, when I saw, and, when I like, you know, I'm sorry, but I might, might not, not to cut you off, but like, my grandfather passed. That's the only time I've, yeah, I've ever seen my, yeah. my dad, like, mentally yeah. kind and of I, lost a little bit. You know what I mean? And it kind of it kind of hurt me because it was just like, wow, this is someone, yeah. like, that I've always looked at as. When your grandfather right. passed? Yeah. Like yeah even, like, if you're, even if you're 50 and you lose your parent, that's still your parent. You right. were, you're still their child. Your child. Right. You know what I mean? And my, my, my grand and, you know, my pop, my grandfather passed from Alzheimer's. So, like, to see that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like even with me, like to to for my to see my grandfather actually knowing me mm -hmm. and teaching me so much as a little boy, as mm -hmm. a, from a young boy to a to a young man, and for him not to like even know me anymore, <laughs> it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? And it saw like the effect it weighed on the family and my dad. Like it was like wow, yeah. it was it was it was an emotional time. So like, and like mental, said, mental straining time. You know? Yeah, like yeah. Mental, mental. Like yeah, your your mental. Health and being goes through a twist and turn when you deal with shit like that. Not even just you know dealing with a a, a parent, a grandparent, or, or something. You know, something with Alzheimer's or something like that. Yo, losing someone. Period. Dog, I think about all the time. You know, you get married. You're basically like one of you going to go first, and you're signing up to be with that person for your yeah. life. You know, you're going to lose some. Someone's going to lose the, their spouse, right? And it's just like I think about that a lot. Like, yo, yeah, what the hell am I going to do if I lose? my wife right yeah. right and that's you know honestly that's the so it's one, one of the things like that i think about with that if, if i go into my own situation with my parents so i think the as, as crazy as it may sound just bear with me um but i think losing my dad first was probably the best because I, I the best way it could go if it, in a situation like mine yeah, right yeah. if you're gonna deal with that shit you know losing both parents within an eight month period in my situation i feel like it was probably it probably happened the best way that it could because i don't know how my dad would have coped losing my mom right so my mom losing my dad was a little different because my mom was dealing with all time so her mom you know her mind wasn't there, mm -hmm. but I know my mom. I know my mom know, yeah. knew my dad wasn't there anymore. Yeah. People that deal with all time and stuff, they know. They can't voice it or yeah. whatever, but they feel it. They know a person isn't there no more. You know what I mean? Like quick story. I, 
Yo, getting a call from the hospital about my dad. Literally, like, yo, my mom, like, I was fussing with my mom to get my mom to go to bed, right? Go upstairs and go to bed. My mom was refusing to go to bed. The phone rang. Answer the phone. It's the hospital. Um, saying that we need to get up there. You know, my dad had went into cardiac arrest, whatever, right? So, like, you know, of course, my reaction uh, is one of emotion. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm crying. I'm upset or whatever like that. And literally, just like that, my mom, without saying a word, turned around and went upstairs and got in bed. Mm. And it was like, yo, it was the craziest thing. Because, like I said, I was just literally fussing with her. Like, mom, come on. It's time to go to bed. We got to go to bed. And she wasn't trying. Yeah. Got that phone call, and my mom, without me saying another word to her, turned around and went upstairs and got in bed. So no one was going to tell me my mom didn't know yeah. that my dad was gone or about, you know, was, you know in the situation he was in. Um, but for the circumstances, <laughs> I feel like, you know, to, to touch on what you said, like, I don't know how my dad would have, you know, how he would have lived his life with my mom going first. Because at least, you know, he had his mind. You know, he was dealing with other other things like cancer. But so that that's a very, like, legit thought. I think I thought about that all the time. Like, you know, like, damn, I wonder how it would have gone if my mom would have passed first and my dad, you know, had lost his spouse. Yeah. And how would he, you know, how would he? And even, yo, and even you go as far as thinking, like I know for me, and I think me and my sister discussed it too, like, even as far as thinking like, yo, would my dad have remarried or how would we have felt like if my dad would have found somebody well, else? Would my grandfather like, remarried, bro? It, it's like, yo. My it, mom <laughs> lost it. Yeah, like. Wow. He, re my grandfather remarried, I believe, a year later on the date my grandmother died. Mm -hmm. And my mother lost it. Mm -hmm. Like, my grandfather um, brought Dorothy, she, Dorothy passed away this year. He brought Dorothy to my mom's house. And he walked in and said, um, we're getting married. You know, my mother cussed Dorothy out. Dorothy had to leave the house. Really? Yo, I went outside with her. My grandfather, Mark, Timmy was in the house with my mother trying to calm her down. Like, and I was, I guess, I think I was 18 or 19 when he remarried. But he was with my grandmother for like 30 plus years. Mm -hmm. They met in high school, whatever. And I wasn't happy that he remarried so quickly, but I recognized that they had been together 34 years. Now all of a sudden he's alone mm -hmm. in a house up in Frederick and all his kids are either out of state or down here. He's alone now. Right. And so like, I recognized how much he needed some support. Funny thing is he remarried a woman that went to high school with him that wanted him when they were in high school. Right. Mm. And my grandmother, they knew each other. Yeah. And when he did decide to marry her, my grandmother's sisters didn't take too kindly to that. And yeah. My aunt Nona showed up to their wedding wearing the suit that my grandmother wore to my to my my aunt's wedding to her daughter's wedding. Mm -hmm. Didn't have it tailored or nothing. Just rolled the sleeves up and like and some kind of like protest. Yeah, damn. Like even and, and even at my mom's my mom's memorial, my aunt Hazel, my grandmother's other sister was was there, and she was telling us how they beat up Dorothy when they were in high school. They jumped her. It's crazy. Wow. I tell y'all off. So, 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 so your, your your mom knew this when she cussed her out. Mm -hmm. she, oh. My family, like, like, wow. but Dorothy, you know. So, so how, how did, and I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to cut you. How, how did Miss Dorothy, um, 
treat you know your grand your granddad. You I think, as far as I could tell, he treated her, he, she treated yeah. him fine. I mean, yeah. I I used to say none of us are moving back up there, yeah. so like he's alone. Yeah. And right. and you and just like you said, you know, and you know it's understandable how how your you know your parents you know how how Ms. Hansworth felt and you know your aunts. And um, you know, you also got to look at, like you said, you got to look at it from his perspective. Like you said, he's in the house all by himself. Yeah. Now he shouldn't have remarried on her death of her anniversary. That was nonsense. Oh yeah, well that was, well, like, well, yeah that. You know I what I mean? I feel like that was he should have. My grandfather can sometimes be like a lot of men, like not pay attention to how that might affect, affect everybody. Everybody, yeah. Now I'm sure Dorothy knew. I, I'm pretty sure she knew what she was doing, but she treated him fine. Treated and him it fine. took it took like a decade for her and my mom to kind of yeah. get to a good point because. Well, I guess my mother lost her shit, shit yeah. that day. Well, I guess yeah. it feels like your grandfather needed, you know, he needed that companion. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course he, needed, he did. You know, yeah, he a lot of times when they get older, that's that's what happens. You know, but I mean, it's just it's just interesting thought. You know, it's something that you think about. Like I, I'm sure we would have if my if that would have happened. I'm sure we probably would have. We we wouldn't have been happy about it. And she yeah. looked very similar to my grandmother. Yeah, like, this shit is crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it looked it was. really similar. She the first time he brought her over. Ryan, it was after my grandmother died, obviously. Ryan thought it was my grandmother in the car. That's how close Ooh, they looked. Yeah. Like, it was crazy. Yeah. But, yeah, the, you know, we have to learn to deal with those things. Peachy, I, or Brandon, I know you wanted to say something earlier. We ended up going on a bunch of tangents. But. Right. Oh, no. I, um, Speaking to I, the mic, brother. Yeah, my bad, my bad. No, I've just been intently listening. Um, and just, I don't know. Um I mean, so to to go back to your question, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, which was you know why is the black you know why is it so hard for black men to discuss these things and mm-hmm. and like we already discussed, you know, um, some of the things that I read, like yo, I'm I, I act like that, yo. So in researching this shit, like shit, I, yo, last night I was sitting there thinking like, damn, yo, maybe I'm dealing with some you know some mental health yeah. because. You know, like it, it said in in the in that uh, Mighty dot com article that I that I um, talked about earlier, which was called um, "We Need to Make It Okay for Black Men to Talk About Their Mental Health." Mm-hmm. Um, it's it talked about, like I said earlier, how black men don't know how to process and talk emotion, right? Which then in return leads to resentment and isolation, and then even shutting down, yeah. right? And that's the part that spoke to me. Because when I get mad, or not so much when I get mad, but when I'm dealing with a situation, that's how I deal. Like don't we I, know, I shut down. We know a lot of men that act like that. Right. So that's what. Yo, so like reading that was like, damn. Like yo, that's maybe. Much how I, I yeah. Like yo, a lot of people I know. That's how we. That's how we deal. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, and and, and poor poor Misha, and like <laughs> that's. No, that's that's my that's just me. Like that's and I kind of that's how I gather myself. But in reading that, it's like, yo, is that the right way to do it? Because I I will shut down in a minute just because that's just how I process shit. You know what I mean? I feel like me shutting down is me. It's keeping me from saying or reacting in a way that I shouldn't. But then in reading this, it's like, yo, maybe I'm not. Sh- maybe I shouldn't shut down. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I. I will shut down, but then I'll come back later. If if it's like yo, my shutdown can last for a, a day or two, yeah. Yeah, your shutdowns can last a lot longer than that. <laughs> 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 somebody has known you since 
you know, since elementary school, yeah. But like, I I mean that, and that just comes with maturity because I I would shut down previous. I would just shut down. Like I would just just not say anything. Right. And but now I realize I might still do that initially just to keep from saying something I I know I shouldn't say. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I think I've matured to the point where I understand that it's not, it's not healthy to to hold that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, grudges, you you'd have to do something like really, really grimy for me to hold a grudge. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, through life, people have done things that I didn't quite agree with, but over time, it's just like either forget about it or it's just like. It takes energy to hold grudges. Mm-hmm. For, for me, it does, mm-hmm. and um, on anything. Yeah. And so, um, I just try to try to deal with it. You know, I will shut down, but I'll come back and, and try to deal with it to to put myself at ease. Mm-hmm. At least during the happy wife, happy life episode, we you know we talked about how men men will be upset and just like sit there. Right. And have a drink in their hand, right? Right. Or go out smoking or like do, do maybe even cheat, right? Right. Like and so the way we handle that stress is important and I've shared this with you guys before but like I went to see a therapist. Mm-hmm. Like it I I know I needed to. Like I dealt like my grandmother's death hit me so hard mm-hmm. and I dealt with the pain from that for such a long time that like it manifested itself in in, in bad ways and and, and so I don't, you know, it. I think it helped me. It helped me kind of grow up mm-hmm. a bit, but it just helped me also recognize that like it's okay to let go of some of that pain mm-hmm. and effective ways to deal with it. And I think like when I did when I went when I went to a therapist and then like I started to change. I did start to realize how some people looked at me differently that didn't know mm-hmm. that I was I had been doing that behind the scenes. Like you know, people would say things like, "Yo, he's acting different," mm-hmm. or. He thinks he's better, or he's, or he, why doesn't he come around no more? Right. I was making changes that were important for me in my life, right. and my family, not for what everybody else thought right. I needed to do or not do. I, but I didn't share those things at the time. Right. So, like I said, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if people are comfortable sharing when they have those struggles or when they go to see someone that's a mental health professional. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I I don't think they are. Yet, I think we're getting better with with being able to share but i don't you know i mean i think in our circle right mm-hmm. for the most part i'm sure we we hold a lot of shit in but for the most part we know who's dealt with certain situations so when we dealing with that in, in our own lives like i think we do a solid job of contacting each other when we need to talk right and i think that's a rarity in itself you know what i mean like yeah. For black men to reach out like you know i know when you you know you losing your mom you know you reached out to me a lot like you know how alex i'm talking to alex how you know you, you asked me certain ways of how to deal with that or how did i deal with it you know what i mean um so you know i think you know brandon you've called me plenty of times like yo this is what's going on with me or what you think you know what i mean and um you know so i think i think we've we've done we do a solid job with it. Of course, it could be better, but I don't think people are comfortable are, are comfortable sharing it yet, um, especially black men. And and one thing I do want to say is I don't want to leave our our women out, and I don't want to leave anybody out. Right? right. I know yeah. white, you know white, you know Hispanic, Asian. You know, Asian, 
you know, whatever other race and nationality, I know they deal with the same thing. So I don't want to leave those people out um, that's dealing with it. But I definitely don't want to leave, you know, leave out. We're our, just speaking from uh, yeah, from, 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 our, from, our, from our, our perspective, our community. Right what now, now I I'm, I'm saying I don't want to forget our women because last time we kind of touched on this, I think it was the happy wife, happy life. You know, I kind of caught some flack for some <laughs> of my comments, right? And and I think, you know, part of that is is the problem of why our community doesn't discuss it. You know what I mean? Because somebody will say something. Well, us saying that, so us just focusing that, I guess you can call it a segment, mm-hmm. on, on black men's health, mental health, you know, that can be someone that's listening is going to say, well, women go through that too. Yeah, right? it's, not, it's not the belittle women. And it's not, and, but, and, not and, but the not fact that that's even said, I think is a problem. Well, and I, I think, think that, I think that's what keeps people from sharing because, you know, you don't, this was my whole entire point in that episode. Go back and listen to it if you haven't. But my point is, everybody's going through it, right? Men right. and women, right? Life. But, right. But the, from what is some of the stuff that we stated before, like, you know, the whole stigma of, of, of feeling like you have to be tough and stuff like that for black men. Not saying black women don't have right. don't have that same thing. But to me, it's well documented and well. I mean, the, the data shows that black men are far less likely to speak about their mental health right. than even yeah. to, than even black women. So saying that, hey, you know, black men, mental health, it sometimes gets forgotten. And saying, hey, some you know, to our ladies or whatever, hey, sometimes ask your man or your coworker or your brother or uncle or dad or whatever, like, hey, you all right? Mm-hmm. It's not it's not it's not knocking what black women or women in general go through. Yeah. And I think because I think when you have those people that step up and say, Well, it ain't just black men that go through it. Yeah. We and actually, and, too. and, and, and think, actually, I think if people listen to to our podcast, they 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 know where we stand with black women. But, yeah. but well, and and actually, I, I think of, black women, uh, and I think black women do a great job with actually communicating and speaking yeah. about their mental health. They do, right? And, that's, and, and that's well, my point. That like they are more likely to do it. Yeah, it's it. So sometimes you know, the black black men need that that extra attention with this because we don't speak out. But my mm. point is in saying or focusing on a black man's mental health it's not a shot against what everybody else goes through but i think that also makes it hard for everybody to share because then when you have that person that bucks against what you're saying about one side of it mm-hmm. then it becomes a competition okay. well, look, can, can well, let, let me let me just say this to people that might think that we're only talking about it about black men's mental health or black men's anything with any episode one of the reasons we started off the record um, is because it gave us a platform as four black men mm-hmm. to talk about issues that were important to us. And oftentimes in society, particularly in American society, black men don't have a voice at all. There's mm-hmm. always someone else speaking for us, including our black women speak for us. Mm-hmm. White people speak for us. Mm-hmm. Judges speak for us. Everybody speaks for us but us. And so this is our platform. It's not a shot at our women. We all have four beautiful black women. Mm-hmm. Clearly we care about them. So this is just us talking from our perspective. We'll bring on guests that are women and, and other and whatever to talk about different things, but this is from four black men's perspective, right. and we hope that you can appreciate that. Yeah, Absolutely. yo, it's no like right. I I just feel like us as black people need to stop. But like, yo, that's why I said like the men versus why is there you know a topic on the the 
the beef between men and black men and black women is a topic we need to touch because yo it's real but i think it's all like it's it's, it's something that's been embedded in us mm-hmm. to feel like well yo you going through it we going through it too so it's that tug of war and it doesn't have to be that we're, we're, on, the, we're on the same right yeah, if so, we so, can so, all so, understand so, so that look, we all me, going through yeah, it so, 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 black doesn't mean anti anything right, right. So, so let me ask you a question right mm-hmm. With with that being said, like you said, we're all in it together, right? Question: Do y'all feel as though the psyche of the black man is linked to the black woman? I think our psyches are linked. That's certainly. If we struggle, they struggle. If they struggle, we struggle. We are fighting the exact same oppression. Mm-hmm. The two of us that no other no, no other group of people in this country is facing. Mm-hmm. So why are we at wits with you? Why are we at war with that's, each other? You know what I saying? think that's just put it. I think that's just embedded. Now but we're diving gonna, into something else. Right, but we're gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna save that for that we're gonna save that for that podcast. Yeah, we're gonna make that a topic. So there's some resources that I wanna share unless you gentlemen have anything else that you wanna add. Um No man, share. So so hold up, but I did I did wanna point out this one thing that I found which was interesting. Like us, us speaking about how black people in general, but especially black men don't don't uh share or recognize the signs of dealing with mental health. So um in doing research, I found that um, it says, okay, according to the U.S. Department of Health, adult black people are 20% more likely to report serious psychological distre- distress than adult whites, which I thought was interesting. 20% more likely to report. Right. Now, now wow. let me, right. Now, let me finish that. Despite that, blacks are less likely than whites to seek out treatment, though, and or... Mm-hmm in treatment prematurely so we we are getting to a point where we are uh recognizing and we are reporting that we are dealing with some psychological distress maybe from you know stress from work bills you know like like alex said earlier homelessness whatever you're going through but when it comes to actually seeking out the help we are less likely than any other race you know, to I, follow through. Guilty. And guilty I thought, I thought charged. yo, and I think guilty I thought that charged. was interesting. I thought that was interesting that we, I thought I think it shows that yo that we we are recognizing it more, but we just aren't following through with getting the help. And I, and, and I, I think am, I am uh, example uno. Yeah, I, yo, I, <laughs> I'm I, I'm with you. Like I'm sure that that's the way it is, and I I think it's for numerous reasons, right? You know, cost. You know. Going to see a psychologist ain't cheap, right? If that's what you need to go, if you need to do, or going seeking out professional help for for these things is it's not cheap, yeah. right? So I think cost is a is a big deterrent for for us. Yeah, um, I think we spoke about it before. How like you know I think on one I don't even think we dropped this podcast, but I think Brandon you had said like, yo, how did you find one? And yeah. And me and Alex both said, well, first we looked for one that accepted our insurance. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. So, you know. But, but that just goes back, like you said, for uh, black people having the resources to actually go out. Well, the resources are there because you can go online. Yeah, it's, and it's things. And that's. Yeah, I'm going to drop a lot of that info. Right. And that's, and, yeah. and that's one of the things I had touched on with um, with Alex. Like, I texted him last night and I was like, yo, if you could find some resources because I couldn't really find any Um Jot some down so we can we can share with that people. Well, one helpful. of the beautiful things is I sleep with a counselor, so yeah. I have plenty of resources. <laughs> but uh, li- listen, I, 
one of the best ways to find a mental health provider is one start with your insurance network. So when I decided to to find um, a therapist, I called my insurance, went online, and my insurance actually provided five free sessions. Mm. So you never know unless you're yep, going to look you it ask, up. Unless yeah. you and so beyond your insurance, um, another place you can look up uh, is contact your local health uh, health department mm -hmm. and find out if your county has a crisis response team. Mm -hmm. I know my county does. I, I know Anne Arundel County does. Prince George's County does. I'm not quite sure about Howard. I think Howard does too. They, Baltimore, Baltimore does as well. Baltimore County, Baltimore City have different response teams. But see yeah. if there's a crisis response system. Yeah, we'll um, try. To, we'll try to get that those numbers and stuff, and we'll yeah. post it on the socials. Most yeah. most of the counties in Maryland have them. Um, and then you can always reach out to me directly, Alex, uh, on Twitter at otr underscore pod for more information. You can also visit um, the website psych, uh, Psychology Today. Um, they have photos, descriptions, and a list of providers in your area for you to choose from. They've got examples of depression, anxiety, parenting, couples, family concerns. They have all of that. Um, go to your insurance, uh, insurance page to see what, what your providers offer. Another great way is to talk to your primary care doctor. Mm -hmm. See if they know anybody that they can recommend you to. Talk to friends and family. You know, like I shared with you guys, I went to a therapist. You can always ask me his name, right? right? Talk to your friends because you never know what resources they may have. Yeah. And then also, if you're worried about, if you go through an insurance provider from work and you're worried about your job finding out, um, many uh, psychologists will take cash and that will keep you off the grid, so to speak, if you don't want your job to know that you've went to. And if you pay cash, in a lot of cases, they charge you less than going through your insurance provider. Right. So make sure you check that out. And one specific company is Abundant Life. And you can email them at AbundantLifeCounselors um, at gmail.com. Or, like I said, hit me up, and I can always connect you to those counselors as well. So if you gentlemen have anything else to add, um, I think we can close out on that. Yeah. Nah, man. I think great session. Um, I felt good, actually. This felt like therapy for me, just, you know, us going around and discussing, you know what I mean, um, what we've been through. And um, to know that you're able to actually go out and, and now talk about it and discuss, you know what I mean, your issues or concerns or what you've experienced, you know what I mean, whether, what, whatever it is, you know, you call traumatic, you know, you know that it's, it's something serious and it's something that, you know, you've experienced. So you being able to discuss it and talk about it, man, I think is, I think it's great. And I think it's, it needs to be done more. You know? I so agree. I, I think it's a great session, man. Mm -hmm. So, you, Prince, right. Uch Uchala, you got anything? Um, no, nah, this was this was uh, informative for me. I hope it I hope it was for um, <clears throat> our listeners as well. Um, and uh, like I said, I'm I'm prime example numero uno of those who recognize but have not yet really seeked help for it. Um, and I, and it's something that I, I have considered um, for myself. So um, hopefully, I take it serious. Uh, changed my life. Yeah, yeah. For me, um, I want to say first of all, I want to say thank you to y'all, right? For us doing this, this has been my therapy. You know, um, it is. It is therapy. Coming here and talking. Yeah, it's, it, it is. This doing this Absolutely. has has added a different dimension to my life, um, and and part of that is 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 it being therapy. You know, I think some people don't really understand how this came about and why why it came about and how we got this going but um i think those people don't really realize that this is really therapy for us 
Um, so I appreciate y'all for keeping going with this and let's keep it going. Um, y'all know me at the end of each pod, I got to shout out a podcast. Um, so quickly, I want to shout out uh, my man, Chant VX, uh, who is the host of the Fresh Brewed Coffee Podcast. Um, man, this guy shows us a ton of love. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we appreciate you, Chant uh, VX. Uh, sure. Go follow him at uh, FB Coffee Pod on IG or um, Fresh Brewed Coda or Chant VX on Twitter. Um, you know, he talks about, uh, and I think this was a perfect episode to shout him out because, you know, he talks about depression and mental health, um, amongst other things, you know, it, that he's gone through with marriage and, you know, his, his child and things like that. Um, so I thought this would be the perfect episode to shout him out. So check him out, man. He shows us a ton of love and I wanted to return that flav- that favor. So chat VX, what up, man? Appreciate Yo. you. Um, absolutely. Check out the Fresh Brew Coffee podcast. Absolutely. Sounds good, man. Well, one thing I just want to just shout out. One thing, hey man, we came out victorious this past week, won the state championship. Hey. Just like you, ten you, love you guys, just like you guys, man. Us coming out, being able to talk about it, discuss what's been going on in our community. It's beautiful. Just want to shout out the coaching staff, Coach Kirk, Coach Howard, Coach Lance, Coach Tony, Coach Cal. I love you guys. I love you, brothers. Appreciate everything you guys. You know what I mean? We, we, we came together doing some great things out there in the community. We're going to keep it going. Uh, 10 U Ravens next year. 11 U Ravens, we're going to do our thing. Again, keep pushing. I love y'all. Great community. We're going to keep doing our thing, man. Shout out to y'all. Yeah, shout out to the whole Columbia Ravens organization, all the champions who did their thing this past weekend. Show. All right, Show. well. You Close us out, Smokey. Yeah, mm. man. Y'all doing Grammy shout-outs. <laughs> have to, man. I have to. I have no yeah. choice. Great job with those kids. You've been listening to Off the Record with... Quan, Brandon. Michael. And I'm Alex, man. Shout-out to Big Heads Media Network. Make sure you check us out on Instagram at OTR underscore podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at OTR underscore pod. Check out Mike directly at OTR underscore Mike. Hit up Brandon directly at OTR Brandon. Or check out Quan at Mr. Nasty on BlackPlanet.com. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, we're out. Peace. Peace.